<laughs> AC Slater? Shots fired? Oh, yeah. I want to officially say that is not the MAB Sports Podcast take of Mario Lopez. Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome and brandana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 19 for you. Oh, I see you flexing that muscle most awesome. Oof, Glad to I'm have you at it back. Strong tonight. Yes. Uh, so you guys can email us, as always, at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, go on to iTunes. We're there. Search MAB Sports. You'll see our flashy new MAB logo. Uh, subscribe, leave five stars, tell a friend. We are live because of you. We keep cooking with gas. We're 19 deep. We got a big 4th of July week, a little holiday week. How was yours, brother? It was excellent. It was quiet. The the, the ladies were out uh, in the Des Moines, Iowa, bringing in an, uh, a new Maver into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a new new nephew who's out there. Shout out to uh, to that young Maver out there in Des Moines. And so the girls were out there while, while Daddy had to stay back at the homestead and work. But I got some projects, some things done around the house. So overall, it was a good good quiet fourth of july week or week congrats brother what happens like so when you get the house to yourself that has to be like a really shocking experience not like your bachelor brandana here that's i'm kind of used right. to you know just waking up at two o'clock on a sunday when i feel like uh when you get the house to yourself like what happens what happens when the uh, the kids are away the most awesome will play that's right well um you know i got up Super late. I got up at eight thirty. There we go. I know. I like just, I just, I just, <laughs> you know, once you're in that routine, oh, nice. you just can't shake it. And uh, yeah, you know, just kind of uh, eating whatever I wanted to, drinking beer, kind of. Okay. As, there we go. Now, now you're yeah. now you're touching on what I want to hear yeah. about. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, uh, no Chardonnay for breakfast or whatever the heck you had for breakfast. I didn't go that. It deep. was Cabernet. It Cabernet. was Cabernet. Okay. Was Cabernet. Oh, oh. Yeah. well, please, then I had please. that. Then, yeah. then I had that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. But I had a lot of projects I had to clean out. We had a shed I had to clean out. Uh, I had to repaint the girls' uh, playset in the backyard because it was looking like a little rickety. Put a fresh coat mm-hmm. of stain on there. Uh, cleaned up in and around the house and obviously worked in between that. So, you know, it's jam-packed for the most awesome. I know the yeah, podcast I, I listeners like out there are, are riveted. <laughs> Jam to the gills. Here, uh, is, is there like, so is there like a honey-do list? Is that, I mean, I'm sure that happens in marriages when something like, when uh, a spouse leaves, you have like kind of these five things you got to get done. So you do you like just go gangbusters and get that list cleared out immediately? Do you kind of put it off to the last second? Like, oh, the wife's on the way back. I better knock these out. Like, right. How's it work? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yes, you you want to, for me, you want to get them done kind of early and often, right? Because you can't be painting the the very last minute. <laughs> it's gonna look, yeah. 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 Don't don't touch the, it for another forty five minutes. Paint wet when wet. they pull up. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. So you want to get you want to get at it early and often. Um, and honestly, you want to get at it early and often. So. You can have like a day, like the quiet before the storm. You want to get in there before it is, you know, the kids are back and they're they're rip roaring. Plus, we had a little bit of uh, an issue on the way back. Uh, young Kamishette 2.0 had like I think an ear infection, but basically like our, the side of her face swelled up while she, while my wife was driving her back from Iowa, which is about a a seven hour jaunt. And uh, she looked like uh, Eddie Murphy in the clumps. Like she just had this like fat like jowl <laughs> going on. Uh, 
Uh, but she's fine. Commission at 2.0 is tough stuff. She's good. Uh, but we did have to run by a, uh, or the, she did have to run by a uh, emergency clinic somewhere in the middle of Iowa. Shout out uh, Ottawa Urgent Care of uh, Illinois. <laughs> and uh, just make but, sure. Well, you're welcome to be a sponsor. Reach out to us. Right, Reach out to us, exactly. Urgent Care. <laughs> you know, just to make sure that she didn't have a, um, an allergic reaction, which she did not. It was just like a residual ear infection, but just manifested in a super weird way. And obviously the a scary way when you're driving in the middle of mm. nowhere. So, but other than that, it was good. Well, hats, hats off. Uh, glass shoes, okay. Uh, guys, we got a, a jam-packed, a lot of things going on right now. We're packing them all in on this episode 19. We're doing ripping the headlines. We're going to tackle the NBA landscape. We're going to hit the MAB inbox. We got uh, three emails coming at you, including one that we're going to talk a little bit about our wager on the final four of the <laughs> FIFA World Cup. That's <laughs> right. For that most awesome. Yeah. Uh, we're doing MAMA uh, parenting tips. Who let the dogs out? Roof, 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 roof. Uh, doing the Neapolitan showdown. Going to list our favorite holidays. Uh, Brandana Gambling Corner, we're going to hit the AFC South, which is segment six of eight of our NFL futures. Then we'll finish, as we always do, with MVP and our tale from the frat. Uh, you want to jump into this <clears throat> motherfucker, bro? Let's hit him with the jams. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, uh, rip from the headlines. We're doing NBA landscape. Why are we doing this, brother? What's happening? Ooh, we have, we, we're coming off the heels of NBA free agency, and there's a lot of shaking up going on out there in the NBA landscape. So we just wanted to kind of recap and talk a little bit about it and uh, just see what our thoughts are for the next uh, NBA season and what it's going to yeah, look people like. Are kinda, people are joking like this is like an 11-month, like, year-round almost sport, but it really is. Like, right. I, I don't know. I don't remember, like, uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Brandana, huge NFL fan, uh, but there's just, like, you just don't see shakeups like this anymore, and it's really, it's it's captivating to see, like, what's going on out there. Yeah, especially now that the the NBA players have so much clout when it comes to where they want to go and how they want to align their careers. In the NFL, they, they are... They're still kind of beholden to who's going to sign them and who's going to take that risk. In the NBA, they have way way more of a, a foothold on the direction of where their career goes. So you see stuff like this where LeBron decides to go to L.A. and you know try and and have that uh, that third you know chapter or that final chapter of his career out in L.A. and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I thought about that. Like, why is why is the NBA? How did they shoehorn themselves into guaranteed money? Why the NFL can't get themselves there? Because you know what comes to mind is when uh, being a Vikings fan, like they signed Donovan McNabb, right? Like, when he was just playing shitty to like an eight-year, like seventy million dollar contract or something like that, and it was just like, oh, this is never going to happen. And it was almost just like, like, like it was just like a bunch of talk. And it's like he signed the contract, but then they never paid that money. Why are NBA players getting? Uh, the guaranteed money why the NFL can't make that happen. So it, it really it really heads back to uh, some of the times where the NBA players collectively bargained, and you've had a couple NBA holdouts, whereas in the NFL you've had a couple of NFL holdouts as well too. The the biggest difference is, is that the the NBA Players Association um, 
basically did a little bit better job of negotiating in terms of what they would negotiate for their players, uh, whereas the NFL basically was unable to really solidify any sort of locking up guaranteed contracts. So in NFL, there's still a stipulation where you could sign a – uh, you know, Albert Hainsworth is is the greatest example. Was signed by the Washington Redskins, had like a seven year, hundred million dollar, like the largest defensive uh, player um, contract ever. But yet, like forty six million dollars was only guaranteed. So, uh, the NBA Players Association collectively bargained to have basically, if I sign a deal, it's five years for. 40, you know, $219 million, then I'm going to get every red cent of that, whether it's, uh, whether it's you, uh, or the team you trade me to or whoever I'm getting paid that money. Um, mm-hmm. you know, part of it is, is that the NFL, just the, the, the NFL owners have a, a, a tighter lock on that than say the other unions. And I think the NBA falls a little closer to the major league, um, format in terms of the players association you'll see a lot of like the famous we talked about bobby bonilla having his agreement for the mets stretched out and amortized over you know almost like a decade uh now the nba is kind of starting to do that where um they're starting to look at players and stretching their their salaries out over a a period of time versus taking that initial cap hit say you know i've got Chris Bosch for the the although he didn't stretch it out but Chris Bosch is still owed his money even though he's had to retire or kind of semi-retire um so the heat could choose to stretch his like remaining 26 million dollars out over a couple of years to try and try and move some cap flexibility in there you know so they don't take that big hit more so i think for the luxury tax than anything we're getting a little uh we're getting a little in too deep here on on that let's talk about some landscape no guys guys, you hear that that's why he's the talent i just sprung that on him uh great answer and pause off that's my pot partner (laughs) you you go find your own talent uh yeah so i so i think uh first and foremost coming out of the gate is oh so we got lebron is a los angeles laker Mm -hmm. Yep. How did this go down? Did you see it coming? What's next? Uh, did I see it coming? Yes. I think all signs were pointing in that direction. Um, LeBron famously has two houses, not just one, but two houses. One mm-hmm. in like the Brentwood area, and I think one out by the beach in like Malibu. Um, yeah, as we all do. As, as we, we all, all do. do. So yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not a telltale well, sign. <laughs> right, right, right. right. <laughs> but I think everyone kind of knew that this is the direction that he wanted to go. Uh, he definitely is looking at that third act, that that final chapter in his legacy, and going to LA, um, where he is obviously not just a basketball player, but he has uh, management companies. He's got probably endeavors in in movies and television and film and that sort of thing. So it makes a logical sense to be out there in LA if, if he's already spending half of his time in LA already. Yeah, that comes up. That comes up a lot. Is like the fact he wants to be, you know, uh, a brand, a uh, business tycoon. Sure. It it makes it makes a lot of sense on paper, and uh, he he just doesn't seem like one that would sh- like shy away from. I'm okay going to a team that has kind of this legacy a part of it, and kind of niche my own kind of part into their their story. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, he's already kind of cemented himself in Cleveland and and Cleveland mm-hmm. folklore forever. Um, they're never going to forget him bringing a championship and the the pain that the Cleveland fans have suffered. Um, so the thing is, is the other thing is, is that the Lakers also too position themselves. Magic Johnson and uh, now Rob Palenka, who's the GM of of the Lakers, position themselves in a really strong spot to try and nab 
uh, to what you would call max value or max contract superstars, um, and LeBron being the, the biggest one coming out in 2018. So they had the money uh, and the cap space where a lot of teams did not. There weren't very many teams out there that had a lot of cap space that could have gone after LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron basically called the GM um, Kobe Altman of the Cleveland Cavaliers basically at 12.01 uh, last Friday um, to, to announce my, my, my assumption was is to announce his intention that he wasn't re-signing, uh, flew into LA and, you know, a day later on, uh, about midday announced that he was going to the Lakers. The other thing is the Lakers have some good young talent, right? They've got, um, they've got, you know, uh, Lonzo ball. They've got, uh, Josh Hart, uh, a guy from out of Villanova, who's a good second string guy. Um, you've got Brandon Ingram, a first-round pick. You've got Kyle Kuzma, a late-round steal that they had. Um, so they have some talent. Plus, they, you know, they've got uh, a couple D and three guys, some wing defenders, and Contavious Caldwell Pope. Um, so they got some good young core. And then you add, you know, LeBron in there, and they could be kind of trending up. And maybe that's what he wants to, you know, hang his hat on versus trying to bring these guys with him to the finals. Yeah, about uh, six months ago, the odds were, it was looking like plus 500. That might be a little long, six months, but maybe yeah. three months ago. It was plus 500 for LeBron to go to the Lakers. And kind of the closer it got, the more it was looking like that was going to be the move. Uh, what was in the conversation? You know, I, I think I think the front runners were, he stays in Cleveland. Uh, he does. I think there was some 76ers talk, a little bit of Rockets talk. And right. then... Celtics seemed insane. Did you hear that that rumor a little bit, like the Celtics? Yeah, the Celtics. So the thing is, is all those teams, the 76ers had assets in cap space. Um, the Rockets, Daryl Morey, the GM for the Rockets, has always been one to kind of figure out a way creatively to make these big blockbuster trades happen. And obviously the Cavs being just, he's there, maybe he wants to finish right out that career in the Cavs. He doesn't want to go through, you know, the decision 2.0, like he did, you know, uh, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And the Celtics have young players. So you could piece together the 76ers and the Celtics could have pieced together in a sign and trade, you know, LeBron signs mm -hmm. with the Cavs and then they trade him for, you know, X number of players. Right. Um, and this will come up later on as we talk about NBA landscape with Kawhi Leonard and the 76ers, uh, or excuse me, the San Antonio Spurs and him being kind of courted by the 76ers and the Celtics. Um, mm -hmm. these two teams have young assets, have, uh, ownership rights of draft picks that are, could be valued as lottery picks. So shipping off a, a, a major player to those two teams, they've got all the pieces to get it done one way or the other. Yeah. I think after watching his uh, LeBron James, just kind of reaction to everything at the end of game one on his bench, when that video leaked and everything, it was just like, he ain't going back to the Cavaliers. Right. Like it was like, that kind of cemented the fact it's just like, he ain't staying. Like he went there, he did what he was supposed to do, right. what he wanted to do, which is bring a championship to kind of his hometown, his city. And now it's time for kind of this, like you said, this third stage to his legacy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of our uh, shout out to Tango Fo Foxtrot, he, he, he put out a good, interesting note that if he goes and wins another championship in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. does his legacy be the guy that can bring a championship in every place he went Cleveland, Miami, and then Los Angeles. 
and 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 rather than just comparing himself to to Jordan at winning six or Kobe winning five in one spot, he wherever he went, he was able to figure out a way to to get those guys to a championship. And I thought that that could have been an interesting wrinkle to LeBron um, and and how he would perceive his legacy in comparison because he's never going to get over you know yeah. being three and six in the finals. He's he's not going to get over that, but he could yeah. get over it by some way, shape, and form saying like. I'm a champion. I bring championships wherever I go. Is there uh, anybody else besides uh, your boy, Big Shot Bob, Robert Ori, that has won championships in three different spots? I drink people. Oh, I didn't mean, that's I didn't a tough. To that's that a tough one. I'm really, I mean, so that's the thing is, is I don't think there is. Yeah, Big Shot Bob is a is a role player, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. So this would be different. So yeah, yeah. So this would be, you know, this would be totally different. Where you know, LeBron is like the centerpiece. So that, so that question to answer that question on a, on comparison level to LeBron, no, that's never happened. I don't even know if I, I can't even think of a, a top flight player ever bringing, unless you maybe call, you know, consider uh, Kareem, you know, the Bucks and then the Lakers bringing two championships in different cities, but certainly never three. Uh, I'm sure there may be a, a role player out there or two that, that has got it. Maybe not three cities, but definitely, you know, I'm gonna. I, I yeah, have to wild. open another beer to, to drink on that one. <laughs> drink, brother, drink. Uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, and shout out to Tango Foxtrot. I do like that hack to where it's like, you know what? Like maybe uh, it's just like so bogged down on comparing me to Jordan or to Kobe. Like here's gonna be my thing, and my thing was I went to a place, I won a championship real fast because we're up against it. Are the Lakers able to compete for a championship this year if no other moves happen for them? No, I don't think if any other moves happen. Yeah, um, sim- so. simply for the fact that we've got, we didn't even talk about the the the, the strangest or or biggest wrinkle to free agency, which is Boogie Cousins, Demarcus Cousins, um, who's recovering from an Achilles tear, signing with the Golden State Warriors, the reigning championship Golden State Warriors, with uh, four All Stars on their team and adding uh, a fifth potential All Star to their team, making it a super duper team. Um, that is an interesting wrinkle. So, I, I don't. I, I don't see anyone else winning. To God, most awesome! You're the talent, and if you keep doing these awesome segues, you're going to put me out of a job. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> Boogie Cousins, that one-year contract. Why did he do this? Why did it make sense? Uh, it made sense for him because he's coming off an uh, often an Achilles tear, uh, which is for Boogie Cousins. He's a big player. He's not a particularly athletic player so it, it, this kind of limits his athleticism even more he's very skilled um he's tremendously moody <laughs> demarcus cousins <laughs> sure. so now he um he, he reportedly said he didn't get any other offers including the the new orleans pelicans who even anthony davis had said who's the the star of the pelicans had said that he wanted them to re-sign boogie uh, Boogie was a free agent, but obviously re- rehabbing from a, uh, an injury that typically is 10, 12 months, you know, no other team offered him. And the, the Golden State Warriors kind of rolled the dice and said, hey, we, we have this cap exception with this, this mid-level exception. We can sign it. We can sign you for $5.3 million on a one-year deal. And Boogie takes this deal, A, because he goes to the Warriors, gets a chance to win a ring, okay, a chance to go deep in the playoffs, and two, uh, gets to come back on a timetable that's that's best for him to rehab until he's 100%, and then he can showcase 
his dominance yet again, make sure that he's fully rehabbed versus the Pelicans pressuring him to come back or whatever team that invested, you know, $25 million in him to rush him back early. He can wait because the, the Warriors will be fine without him until he gets back 100%. He goes in there, and then in 2019, when free agency um, opens up, more teams will have some cap flexibility, but also the cap, the salary cap itself, should increase uh, by a few million dollars, which will give more teams money to throw at Boogie. All right, we're talking the DeMarcus Cousins signing. Uh, career average, 21.5 points a game, 11 rebounds, 3.2 assists. Uh, it seems like a great land for any team. Uh, seems a little un- underpaid. I'm feeling like he's betting on himself a little bit, right? Most awesome. Yeah, and like I said, it, it was by his own own accounts, it was his only offer out there. Um, well, I heard, okay, I heard this. Like, there are reports coming out that uh, New York Times said he was offered a two-year extension for $40 million from the Pelicans. Really? Okay. So that, yeah, that, yeah, but that, but I think I, th- I think it was a little misleading because he said he didn't have any other offers, and they offered him that during the season. It was more of an extension than just kind of like a, like a new signing. But uh, I'm kind of surprised he didn't want to. I, I thought there was good chemistry between him and Anthony Davis, and maybe he'd want to return to that situation. Yeah. So if 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 so that that's the that's the difference. If if they offered that to him mm-hmm. in season pre injury, yeah. obviously he might have been looking at that going well. The the 76ers have cap space. The 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 Boston Celtics have you know a deal de jour to to make, and I could still sign. I could do a signing trade to get traded to them, and they need a big. Um, or I could go to L.A. if LeBron goes there, and I can get a max deal from them versus yep. a two year. You said forty million dollars, so twenty million dollars a year, roughly. Yep. So he could have gone and and signed with you know L.A. for a four year you know, $25, 27000000 million deal. So he probably turned that down. And the, the interesting thing is, is that the Lakers had Julius Randle, which was a restricted free agent who they renounced his rights um, on the eve after they signed uh, LeBron, basically to free up cap space because they don't see how Randle fits in uh, the Pelicans. DeMarcus Boogie's team immediately scooped him up on a two, two or three year deal. And, um, that was the final, you know, um, nail in the Boogie Pelicans coffin, because there's no way that Davis, Julius Randall, who's a power forward or who's a front court player and Miritich, who's a stretch four, were all going to be in that same front court together. So that, that obviously showed Boogie that his time was not going to be with the Pelicans and he needed to find a deal somewhere else, put yourself in the best position. Like we said, having control of your, your, um, your career is a premium in the, in the NBA and they could make it work. And why not go and try and win a chip with the, with the Warriors? God, you're on fucking fire today, bro. Cause I'm just jumping in here right now to make sure you don't accidentally keep segueing things. And then like, do I even need to be here? Like, do I, like, I don't like I'm sitting in front of a microphone. Like I did take all this time to set up those recording devices. I'll go ahead and speak if that's all right. Like, but you're bringing the heat. All right. Let's talk about the kind of the last missing piece. That's got to figure itself out. Uh, let's talk a little Kawhi brother. Yes. So Kawhi, this is the biggest question mark that will remain for the rest of free agency and probably for the summer. I don't think anything gets figured out. Um, for those that, that don't know, Kawhi Leonard, who is, uh, I'd say, top five NBA player currently, uh, yeah. basically is rehabbing and missed all of last season with the San Antonio Spurs and has basically said that he doesn't want to play for the Spurs ever again. 
Mm-hmm. He wants to go to Los Angeles. He's from L.A., um, San Diego State alumnus. Um, so he wants to go back to his home area of L- L.A. Or, or which has kind of now come out, is, is he might want to go to a um, to a major market too. That's the kind of that's the other wrinkle that's out there. He has, so is he being a is he being a brat right now, or is he doing it right? Is he taking control of his career, or is he being like a little bit of a creating like a kerfuffle where it doesn't need to be one? Yes, he. Uh, well, here's the thing: is I, I'll say yes, he is creating a little bit of a kerfuffle where there doesn't need to be one, because he is not making the Spurs' life any easier, because mm-hmm. his camp is out there leaking a lot of stuff like he doesn't want to play for the Spurs at all, that he eventually would like to get back to L.A. So you have the Clippers and the Lakers who are both sitting there, and Kawhi has a, a, a year left of his deal, so he won't be a free agent until 2019. So, so let's take this. Let's take this step by step. Let's catch everybody up. So he's playing for the Spurs, uh, kind of a, a a talent that's just like a bloomy talent that everybody's really excited about. Kind of lives up to his expectation of where he was drafted, if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, becomes goes through a little bit of an injury issue, goes to Spurs team doctors, and they tell him he's good to play. And then he gets his own kind of like breakdown on he's and he's not good to play. And so now he doesn't trust like the Spurs. Right. Yeah, that along with some other stuff. I mean, he doesn't get along with uh, Popovich, the, their head coach. He's also had some. I can picture that. Yeah, that that warm that that warm wallflower, Popovich. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and 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 Kawhi has definitely has like a very serious uh, demeanor about him. You don't see him kind of being too playful on the court. He's very serious. Um, so you could see those two guys maybe rubbing up against each other two two gruff dudes rubbing up against each other yeah um but so then might have... do a little bit of brandana when he balls exactly yeah there. exactly like, yeah <laughs> you're a little bit more no of funny a corner business. threat you're a little bit more of a corner threat sure. you sure. don't have a the little left bit more is... like <laughs> no left hand right. at all um and but you both hit rock the cornrows so that's that's a good luck for both yeah of you. <laughs> but you've also got then you know he feuds with some other players and then you know he's he yeah he, he he elected to stay out. There was also another thing that it's, and, and this is interesting too because um, towards the latter part of the season, Tony Parker orchestrated a, a players only meeting with um, the intention of kind of talking to Kawhi about hey you you should be good to go. Everyone's telling us you're good to go while we're sitting out. We need you. And then it's kind of come out later on that Popovich was kind of directing parker to kind of lead that and and to talk to him about these team points tony parker now has famous has i shouldn't say famously has signed a two-year deal with the charlotte hornet so he's no longer with the spurs whatsoever um so it's interesting to see how this all shakes out you know are these moves that the spurs upper uh management are making to kind of make for a soft trying to trying to recruit you know Kawhi back to their team um, or, or what are they, what, what can they do? Because he is essentially, he's hamstringing their trade leverage. Um, there was a report that came out that the Lakers offered to trade with, obviously they, they would like a, a second blue chip player to go along with LeBron. The Spurs said that they wanted, um, they wanted a Hart, Ingram, Kuzma, 
and then they wanted two first round picks and two first round swaps, which seems like a, an exorbitant amount, which Jesus, really would yeah. which would really would leave LeBron with Lonzo Ball and Kawhi and and nothing else. There'd be nothing else. Yeah, that's kind of wild. The, the crazy thing is, like the Spurs kind of they have all the power, but they kind of have none of the power too. Because right. it's like if they don't get something done like this year before he's a free agent, then you know it goes back to that mellow thing, like. He just walks into free agency and the Spurs get jack shit. Right. Uh, real fast, I know we're up against it. Do you see Kawhi in a Spurs uniform on the court this year? This year, yes, because I don't know if they're going to be able to get a trade done. Um, but does he Does he play like 10 games for the Spurs? Maybe not. I don't think so. So, Because I, I, I just don't know how a deal gets done between now and, and training camp. There's the most awesome Brandana sports podcast where you were talking a little bit of the NBA landscape, a lot of shit shaking up, people, and we're bringing you <laughs> up to date on what the score is. Uh, good cover, brother. Good cover. Let's Thanks, jump into man. the NBA inbox, shall we? Oh, I love it. Let's hit it. All right. We got uh, three emails today. We have uh, – we'll get into it. Uh, we did have a little bit of a World Cup wager, and we did have a – no mapper, email in and tell us what the loser's going to get. So we're going to let you know who the loser is. I'll let you take a guess <laughs> and then uh, what they got to do. <laughs> but uh, we're going to start out right now. Um, this email comes from Jen. Uh, former MVP coming at you like I always do. First, best villain of all time. It is a girl she never speaks. You don't see her for the first hour of the film. It's Jaws. Mm. All right, good pull. That's a good you one. You know the story on that. You know the story on that. Also, like uh, – they couldn't get the shark to work. Did I, I feel like everyone knows this like legend now, but they couldn't get the shark to work. And so that's why he kind of did the Hitchcock thing of like never really seeing the shark in like the first like hour. Really? Interesting. You know I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Fun fact. Oh, there yeah, you go. They spent a lot of, uh, the shark's name was Bruce. Uh, they spent a lot of money building it. Uh, and they just kept fucking sinking to the bottom of the ocean. So they're, they're like, <laughs> fuck this mechanical shark. The, um, the name was secondly, Bruce, but they, she called it a woman. So is it a woman? Or I mean, I guess yeah, they alluded to in the point. movie. Yeah. Why yeah, would they call it? Hmm, yeah, it was female. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe right, it was see. Caitlin? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll dig in deeper on that. Uh, secondly, this is my question after meeting a celebrity. Uh, question. What do you do when you meet, see a celebrity? Ooh. Obviously, there's different tiers for this. For example, if you see Mario Lopez, uh, you're more surprised how short he is for the fame. But if you meet or are sitting next to a celebrity you respect, what do you do? Uh, obviously, this is different kind of scenarios. I have, I've met Mario Lopez, and well, so um, yeah, let me put this out there: is is sure. Jen, is is, the, is Maver Jenny saying she doesn't respect Mario Lopez? <laughs> AC Slater. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh, yeah. I want to officially say that is not the MAB Sports podcast take on Mario Lopez. We consider him a friend of the podcast. Yeah. He's up there in front of a mic day after day. We get it. That's what we do, brother. Exactly. Week after week, friend. just grinding out that hot pod. Friend, friend of the microphone territory. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have I, – I guess it kind of like if I saw Margot Robbie, like there's no – I think there's like a like – a, female celebrity or whatever like i was really into like I, I i imagine the level of not even intimidation but like what would we talk about would be kind of insane so i don't like to i like to pride myself on you know 
not geeking out, not at yeah. all. So it was just like, I, I don't want to go up and just, oh, can I get like, I would never get this. I'm a grown man. Like if I meet Kevin Bacon, I'm not going to, Kevin Bacon, I'm not going to be like, will you take a selfie with me? Because it's just right. like, this is a picture with another dude. I, right. I don't need to do that. It's weird. But I will be like, you know, you know, if I, if I cross like, um, I don't know, if, if there's a little bit of like an Oscar Isaac, like I, I, I like, I like the kind of walk past and just like, hey, like your work, brother. Like sure. just a whisper, like not stopping his time. Uh, my only other story is I did bump into Snoop Dogg when I first moved to Los Angeles. And I don't mean like bumped in, like I met him in a coffee shop. Like I had literally, he was shooting a music video and I literally ran into him and he was just like, what's up, nephew? Call me nephew. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> then lived the, then lived the rest of his life. It was awesome. Like it was yes. just, I was just like, oh. and also I just moved to LA. So it was like kind of early in my like seeing celebrities and I like, I was geeking out. Right. So that is the pinnacle of like all celebrity interaction right there. I love oh, yeah, it. Now, yeah. now yeah. that you, you bring this up, I love this because, because I'm, I'm very much in your same camp where. Act like you've been there. Yeah, exactly. Act like you've been there. If you see a celebrity coming out, like, I'm not going to go chase him down. I'm not going to flag him down. I'm, I'm just going to be like, oh, you know, I think there's a rare exception that that perhaps if it was like a LeBron or maybe that just like other world kind of celebrity, maybe I might track him down. But even then, I don't I don't think I would, especially if there was like a mob growing. But if like yeah. we're at the gas station and I'm like, holy shit, right. that's yeah. LeBron. I might yeah. just peek over there and be like, hey, man, what's up? You know, what's up, brother? Yeah, exactly. Get you a hot dog inside. I'm going inside. You need anything? Exactly right. <laughs> like... Do you want your, your Dorito guy or Funyun guy? I'll get both. It doesn't matter. You know, but um, but if I if I'm sitting down next to somebody or we just happen to casually like waltz into the same you know movie theater and we're sitting next to each other, like yeah, I might I might drop something over there, but I'll definitely try and keep it as cool as possible. Oh, I did have the I had the Ethan Embry and. Uh, it was before I moved to LA, and like he was shooting a pilot, and the biggest racket in the game. Uh, people, if you haven't been to LA and you're going to LA, and someone's just like, "Oh, I got you tickets to like the filming of pilot," don't go. It's a fucking four-hour fiasco. Like they don't <laughs> let you leave. They bust you there intentionally so you can't get out. Right. But we were out back smoking, and I just walked by, and I was just like, "Loved you in Dutch," and then I just lived the rest of my life. Uh, like it was yeah. perfect. It was perfect. I, I think if you get that kind of like that obscure call from earlier in their career and just kind of like an hats off and move on with it. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to go about it. Especially if you, you don't want to go like, Hey man, can't hardly wait. Loved you in that. He gets that every yep. day. We all know Ethan yep. Embry. We've all had that Ethan Embry. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, uh, speaking of can't hardly wait, I have a, a celebrity interaction of my own, a young, a young Miss Jennifer Love Hewitt, and this actually, <laughs> this fucking story. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's yes. Hear it. Exactly. So, so, so this might be a little bit more on on what Jenny's talking to because I actually had a moment, not not just an interaction, but a moment with with sure, young okay. Jennifer. So this is probably, again, I was early on in my LA career. It's probably 2006. So we're we're talking peak ghost whisperer yeah. years. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so she actually had a, a Memorial Day party, which is near my birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I had a friend in L.A., uh, a young Jess. Jess actually used to work for uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's PR firm, and she used to handle her as a client. So she said, Jennifer's having a, a party at her house. You should come on by. And I had a, you know, I had a fondness for, for Miss Miss Love Hewitt there. So I was like, of course okay, I want to yeah, go. Okay, yeah, bring, it, bring so us up there. today. What's going on in your brain? Okay, all right. Exactly. So I'm like, you know. 
this is my moment. This is my shot. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> woo her with some you know some pithy comments. Maybe I'll talk to her uh-huh. about salary cap issues, kind of like this podcast, <laughs> yeah. and I'll win yeah. her over. You know, hopefully she's a big basketball mm-hmm. fan. Um, so we hang out there. I actually talked to her her mom for for quite a bit of time. Actually, oh, which I knew. Smooth I was move. Like, I'm, smooth I'm move. You know what you were doing. Exactly. You knew exactly. what you were doing. Exactly. It's all going to get back to to it. So um, I didn't really actually get to spend too much time with uh, with love, as as her friends like to call her. Um, oh, is that what they call her? That's I was going to ask you what you called. Her. Okay, that's yeah, what they call her. Great. Yeah, uh, I didn't get to spend a ton of time, but I did. I had to actually leave. I had to go. Uh, to work, to work. Actually, I probably should have called in sick, thinking about it. Just kind of, <laughs> just try to slow play it the whole night, and just kind of be the last one there. Uh, shout out, she did it right at her party too. She had a, a in and out truck in the front there, so Ooh, Jennifer nice. Lafayette knows how to throw a party. Uh, mm-hmm. So then Jess walked her over, walked me over, and said hi. Said hey, thanks for it. Gave me a hug. I hugged Miss yeah. Love Ooh. Hewitt. Okay, I stepped Love back. I pulled you. back. What's that? Love gave you some love. Love gave some love. Oh yeah, exactly. We had uh, 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 we held each other for only a brief few seconds, but it it felt like an eternity. It felt like days. (laughs) Sure, yeah. yeah. And um, then she finally had to shove me away. Uh, (laughs) You you did you did upgrade this hug to like so it went from a hug to like you guys held each other, (laughs) just like it was a standing up holding each other. Okay, cool. Yes, gotcha, gotcha. The music stopped, and that was only to tell Mm -hmm. them to. Have me let go of the celebrity, um, but then yeah. So then I walked away. So here's where here's the best part of the story. So my friend Jess calls uh, Miss Love Hewitt back up. Says, "Hey, I really mm-hmm. appreciate you letting us come to the party. It was great. It was awesome." And Love says, hey, "She goes, hey, is that uh, is that your boyfriend?" She goes, "Oh no no no, that's Paul. He's my friend." And she's like, "Oh." He's really cute. I was like, yes, mm. yes. Don't cut this Slam. from the pot either. But everyone knows. I'm not, I'm not going to cut it, brother. I'm not going to cut it. Slam dunk, brother. All right, well, I, I think, um, okay, you know what? Love, we'd love to get you on the podcast and talk about this potential. He's married now. He has two kids. I know. Relax. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to bring her down slowly. You know, yeah, but, but we will, uh, we'd love to talk about what happened that night when you guys walked away and the possible Miss Love Connection. Uh, that's awesome, brother. I, w- I will say uh, one last time, really awesome, that uh, I'm my favorite director in the world, P.T. Anderson, was within 20 feet of me, like 10 feet of with me uh, for something we were recording, uh, David Spade, Santa's special, uh, shout out to listener, champion, and uh, didn't realize it was him. I was just like, hey, who's that, uh, who's that tiny guy with um, John C. Riley? Because I was just kind of curious, right. and they were yeah. friends, and it was uh, P.T. Anderson. So if you don't recognize your heroes, then you're a piece of shit. You don't get the opportunity. That's on me, <laughs> Brandana. Uh, all right, uh, email number two from the excellent, dog. excellent email, by the way. Oh yeah. Thank oh you. oh. And can I get can we get a can we get a clarification on who the celebrity was that Maber Jenny met to prompt this question? I know she doesn't say it in the email, but I'd like to know. Please follow back up. Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to spoil the surprise. I was with lunch with them when this happened. Oh, and, okay. Well, yeah, then. It was, then uh, there. Sophia Coppola. <gasps> Ooh. And, uh, listener Chad prides himself on playing it cool as fuck whenever he meets someone famous. And that's what he did. He was just like, oh, Sophia? Nice. Oh, was that, uh, Sophia with, like, a PH? Or just, like, nice to meet you. Just, like, <laughs> played, it, played it very cool. There you go. Uh. All right, email from uh, – thanks for that email, Jen. Uh, keep emailing in. I just want to doff. Happy Independence Day weekend, Teddy Roosevelt. Hey. Uh, 
the choice of who you want uh, to be an American Gladiator says so much about YouTube. Brandana always scrapping, running around, trying to get his points across, like lobbying little beanbag grenades from below, while M.A. is just pelting him with tennis balls from the start on high. Man, no, I don't... Tennis ball stats on, from on high. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, you're correcting me now? Okay, well, I get it. It's, <laughs> it's Doff and Most Awesome versus Brandana. There you go. Definitely well, I, you know what, uh, Doff, take back everything I said against you. Okay, this is this is how he starts, man. It's just gonna like he's gonna put a wedge between us. Be careful, brother. Yes. This is you and I. This is you and I right here. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're look right. me. Look this at me. Is, it's you and I, bro. It's you this, and I. This is the it's Mab podcast, not the Mad podcast. Moth. B. I was against your uh, scoring throughout the showdown. It may have the correct uh, chalk, except for the fact that Wheel of Fucking Fortune. Mm. Okay, was never mentioned. Wheel of Fortune, man. That's. It's like word fine. I, I don't know. That's like seems like child's play. Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune is there's people that do crossword puzzles and there's people that do word searches. Right. And Wheel of Fortune are for the word searchers. Right. Like Jeopardy is for like the crossword puzzle doers. Right. So uh, my my grandmother, uh, shout out to Grandma Dawson. She famously loved famously loved wheel of fortune she always they always used to do like a tandem like where they would be a partner and she just told mm-hmm. me that i would just be the one that would spin the wheel and she'd just do all the guessing just leave you know, <laughs> push right. like i told you i didn't do a lot of book reading so she's like you just hang out there you just keep quiet and you just spin the wheel yeah still i think still more physical activity than you find in the prices right right um jumping in real uh we are already in the summer what is your summer cocktail of choice I'm always up for my tie at Tiki No, wink, wink. Have a fun <laughs> and safe 4th of July. Uh, we did have a safe 4th of July. We did. All fingers intact. Uh, here's what we're going to do for you, Doff. Uh, he did give me a correction also real fast. Uh, the soccer fan that I talked about that was the MVP last week, uh, he was blind and deaf, so hats off. I'm merely bringing that up to have Doff's consistent record of correcting us. Every fucking time he emails in here, the streak is still strong. Exactly. Yeah. Doff is up on his on his high horse, just riding yep. around, waiting As to he does. snipe. I just like, just, just fucking fact-checking us. And you know what? You went to his side a little bit. He knows what he's doing. Be careful, brother. Be yes, careful. exactly. He is webbing, he's gonna, or he's weaving he's gonna a, you, a yeah, tangled gonna, web here. Yeah, he's going to rope you away. It's just kind of like uh, that friend that like, talks to relationship. First off, look at me. Look at all me right, right now. Look at all me. Right. I'm looking at I'm, I see you. Never. See you. you Do you see all me? Right. Okay. I see you. I all see right. You. <laughs> uh, Duff, you know what? Great idea with the summer cocktails. Uh, most awesome, and I talked about it. Uh, that's perfect. We're going to wait till our podcast turns 21, which will oh. be two episodes from now. So Clinky, episode Clinky. 21, we will uh, a little slow tease right now. We, we will debate uh, top cocktails for the summer. So uh, tune in two weeks from now for that. Tell a friend. Uh, Email us your thoughts at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. All right, last email right here. We did have a bet. Oh, man, I just realized I forgot. Okay. Okay, I got to say, I did. I met Tom Cruise. Yeah. I forgot to say that. I had a little note. Yeah. There you go. I I just want to say this. Uh, Met Tom. It wasn't like I met Tom Cruise. Like he was like, hey, Brandon, like we should go grab a beer sometime. I met more of just like. He was shooting this thing, and Chad got me on set for it, and I was just, like, PAing and running shit around. And it is a funny story. So, like, I get really excited because Tom Cruise is my favorite movie star. Sure. And um, get a picture together. He's We're in his airplane hangar. He's super cool and nice. He's just like, hey, you know about this airplane? I'm just like, uh, you're the coolest guy I've ever met in yeah. my life. And he's just, like, walking around. 
and and then I have to uh, I have to spike the ground. And for those of you who aren't in the industry, it's just like spiking is just making a little like a uh, tape thing on the ground so the talent knows where to stand. Um, and so basically, uh, we're shooting him, but we're doing the wide first, and I'm a fucking idiot. And Chad's just like, hey. Uh, when we get in the close-up, like Spike Tom Cruise, so he knows like where to stand and put the tape there. But I do it like when we do the wide shot, and then Tom leans over. He's just like, "That's gotta be in the shot, isn't it?" And I'm like, "Yep, I'm a fucking idiot." So I just take the tape up and leave. And that was my. So Tom Cruise, if he ever saw me again and recognized me, he'd be like, "Oh, that's that idiot." Probably uh, he does because so he's my... clear. He's he's you know he's all knowing Scientologist. Such a cool dude. All right for. Uh, Last sure. week we did make a bet when we covered our soccer segment to pick our we final did. four. Who won that? Who a... won that pick, Brandana? Sorry, didn't we? Oh, that? I'll get it. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, that's fine. No, you're feeling. You and Duff are gonna start a new podcast. You're feeling really hot after that. Like bring up Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like you just, you, I, I get it. I, I know. There's a lot of buzz <laughs> on me right exactly. now. After, after <laughs> there is, brother. Yeah. There is. Don't let me get in the way. Mm. Uh, what we did, uh, we bet last week. We made our final four. Went went into the round of sixteen. Uh, in all full disclosure, uh, two games had already played, but we still picked uh, Final Four. Uh, I have three teams left, and Most Awesome has two. two. And our gamble was for uh, the first listener that could get a new subscriber to email in. Uh, they could pick what we had to do, and we got taken up on that offer. We did. And it's uh, from listener Prima, who's emailed in before. Uh, so... Most awesome has two. He has Belgium, England left. Uh, I have Croatia, France, and England. So I officially won that bet. Penalty kicks. Penalty Who's kicks fucked me. Fucking talent now. Uh, <laughs> it's so, all part uh, of the thick. It's all part of it. Look at that. I know. You, I know. We're still you, over. We're still, we, we're we don't watch soccer ever. And then we, we, we no. We, I, we I thought. It, I thought you said you, you don't you watch don't soccer. Spider. Spider. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't watch. But then you you nail you come out and nail who's the talent now, Brandana? Because you mm. come out there and nail out seventy five percent of the final okay. four, just kind of just picking it on a whim, just feeling you're it. Trying to, you're trying to build me up. You heard it here first, folks. If you dig into soccer for forty five minutes, you too can figure it out that fast. <laughs> Talking uh, tiki taki so... and all that other bullshit. <laughs> Uh, her oh, says so she's got to. She got a listener. Uh, she yep. emailed it to us, and she says, uh, "Here's what you got to do: spend the next three episodes doing multiple segments on women's sports, WNBA, women's soccer, women MMA. Uh, I don't give a shit. Make it about women. Enjoy." Okay, so um, we hear what you're saying. Yeah, uh, you want you, us to talk you, about women. You want us to do it in a punitive fashion. So I'll mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll live up to it. I'll I'll do it. I don't know if we're going to do multiple segments. We'll definitely we'll yeah, we'll highlight it. Well, yeah, it's a lot. It, uh cuz there's only really one or two sports really. I mean, there's Ladies Wimbledon that's going on right now, but other than that, there's only, we could talk about that, but there's only yeah. also WNBA. Oh, not we, on. brother. You lost. I, I don't oh, have to talk. Oh, yeah, about right, right. I'm yes. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. good. Okay. It's going to be the most awesome in women's sports. I thought you said we were going to talk about women's sports spider. No, 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 no. Okay. Nope, nope. That was the best. Uh, okay, so we hear you, Prima. Yeah. And, uh, I'm a man of my fired. word, Prima. Shots fired. Bow, bow, bow. I'll get you. He'll be on next time. Uh, fucking brother, let's uh, let's get these parenting tips. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Bring him to his jam.
All right. M-A-M-A parenting tips. Who let the dogs out? What are we talking about this week, brother? We're talking about pets with your family because mm. we have a new addition in this Mab podcaster's family. We got a new dog. Dog watch. Dog so watch. You're, so plus one on dogs. Exactly. We Since the last one. time we talked to you. Okay. That's right. We got. We actually got him as of a scant. What what time is it? Twelve hours right now. So he's probably a little confused. He's like, "Hey, my master's now." Start doing a podcast. I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah. um, so James is a is a young. Well, he's about five years old actually. Uh, is his name James? His name is James. Yeah, so that's fucking we get, awesome. We didn't get to that's choose. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, his name I'll do a James. shout out to listener Chad. Also, he loves dogs with human names. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, then he'll love yeah. James. And James is doing really well. Um, shout out to uh, Doctor Mrs. The Commish. She she. She labored for a long, long time to find the right dog for our family. And that's really what I want to talk about in this is you got a family. How do you choose a pet? How do you, how do you right. go through those kind of – how do you think through that situation? Um, because everyone, you know, kids start asking and wanting to get pets or they, they want uh, – especially dogs. Um, they want to think about it and they want to have a, a, a family friend. You know, is there like a level like introduction pet? Like you start with like a hamster and it's just like, all right, like play with those hamsters a little bit and then we'll gradually get a dog. What level does it come out where it's just like, all right, you can get a dog. But, you know, are they old enough to be like, all right, the responsibility is yours or is it more of just like kind of having that family friend around? Yeah, it's totally family friend. They're 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 too uh, young to have any sort of responsibility with the dog. Um, The starter pet is a good idea. Uh, but you do have to kind of figure out where that, you know, if you're getting a gerbil, if you're going to hamster, like, how's it all going to work? It's really your responsibility, but is it going in their room? And then if you put it in their room, then like, uh, (laughs) they're going to rip it out of its cage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's one of those things. So, so I'm going to talk a lot about dogs just in particular, because I think that's where the, the standard, the, the prototypical, you know, your, 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 your day one picks for, for pets are, um, so the, the most important thing that I think, and this probably goes to, to people just thinking about dogs in general, is know the breed that you're going to get. Understand what their traits are, right? And don't just sit there and say, I like a husky because a husky's cute. It's white. It's fluffy. It's got blue eyes. I want to get a husky. Understand that huskies are high energy. They need lots of walks. And they... You know, if you have a sedentary life or you have a life where I work 12 hours a day and we've got, you know, little ones that go up to daycare and they come back, maybe a husky isn't going to be the right way, you know, right direction for you. So take some time and really study up on a breed because I think more often than not, people choose animals based on their cuteness factor and not how it's going to work within their lives. So you really got to take an account of how does this dog fit into my life as of today? That's why we have James, who's five years old. Because, quite honestly, I did not want to go through puppy training uh, a dog and, and potty training and getting up in the middle of the night. We just did that with kids. Now we got to do this with a dog. So that's not high on the, the, the list of what I want to do. So there's plenty of uh, rescues out there, and we found the right dog for us. So, like, as me who, like, lives in a, you know, one-and-a-half-bedroom at best, like, apartment in <laughs> right. New York, like, I can't get, like, a gigantic, like, like Bernese Mountain Dog or something like that. That's not going to be a fit for me. 
Right, but a Great Dane is actually a good apartment dog because Great Danes don't need a ton of exercise. So it is one of those things. You, you, you're, okay. you're, you're it is what like you're talking there. about. Like, like, yeah, just like I'm thinking small dog, but I can't get a Jack Russell Terrier because that dog's head's going to explode in the fact right. that I have to leave it alone in the apartment for like 10 hours a day. Right, and it's going to tear up a bunch of shit. It's going to get into a bunch of shit. They have, you know, they need activities. Uh, uh, um, uh, not Rottweiler. Um boxers they're high mm. energy dogs they look great and people think like oh i've got a backyard i can run around but no they need activities they need stuff to do and they need enrichment and if you're not there you can't really or you can't afford to have like a dog walker or send it off to, to puppy uh you know daycare if you will mm. then that's not a good fit and that's another thing that that i wanted to talk about too is another thing is is invest if you get a dog and no matter what your experience level with dogs is, you should really think about, especially if you have kids, taking them to some sort of training or obedience class, a puppy class of some sort. Not as much just for you to learn stuff, although you will probably learn stuff, but for your kids to understand like how to interact with a dog, how to treat a dog. And you should probably be you know, talking about that with your kids as well, too. So I think talk about the big difference between um... – for someone like I haven't owned a lot of dogs. I had a right. little bit growing up, but not. Uh, what's the big chasm between like getting a dog at puppy level? And we're not talking about just like the adoption thing. Like I do love that, and obviously sure. there is a big like there's you know pets that are available, so you should adopt. But it's it's kind of a different ball game, right? Like trying to train that puppy as opposed to getting kind of an older dog that's already like not you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but right. that's already kind of like housebroken. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably the, hopefully that's the easiest thing, although you'd be surprised how many older dogs do have, like, basic kind of issues like that, like housebreaking and stuff like that. Um, but the the biggest thing, like, puppy versus older dog, um, you're, if you've never owned a dog, you probably really should look at some... Basically, basically, like working that dog's life into your life, like some real consistent measures, right? So, you know, potty training a dog is is a very intensive time. So you've got to spend a lot of time in the middle of the night letting them out every it's so often. Poop season, bros. It's, it's <laughs> look out, bros. It's puppy poop season. Um, but you got to let them out a lot. You got to train them so that they know, hey, like. You know, every hour I'm going out the door, I'm going to go potty. You know what I mean? And or every two hours or however long that that, you know, much like we talked about in potty training a kid um, in the middle of the night. It's it's kind of similar with potty training an animal. The good thing is, is with a with a little puppy, the the messes are are smaller. They're much more minute and older dog. It gets a little older. Um, But still, I mean, with James, we're we're practicing every about an hour or so. We're just letting him outside, going, smelling outside, making sure if he has to go. He knows the routine and knows the door to go. And so much with, with pets and animals, and I'd say this with kids too, shockingly, routine. Routine is so important, and the consistency of that routine is so important to animals as well as to, to kids. Uh, the girl's geeking out about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yes, it's yeah. great, and that's the thing. That's the thing. They love, and, and kids with pets. Well, Phoebe, Phoebe was around, right? Like Phoebe, yeah, Phoebe? yeah, Phoebe and Regis. We had Regis as well too, yeah. which is a which is a dog that we a foster dog that we got to accompany our French bulldog Phoebe, who was a senior dog. And we thought, hey, mm-hmm. Regis would be a good you know you know buddy. partner for her, buddy for her. And uh, Regis, we adopted and had a 
uh, a heart condition and actually died uh, during a Christmas holiday season. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, but you know, but they knew her and they and we talk about her and it's good and and and, and that's the other good thing about pets is they start to learn a little bit of you know, life in the grand scheme of things and, and the circle of life and that sort of stuff. So there are those yeah. conversations, but, um, for kids growing up, it's good to have just in general, just, Hey, I got this buddy and, you know, and, and James is, his is really good with kids. That was obviously a huge premium for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if the girls scream and yell, he doesn't move at all. He's totally cool at that. And that's one thing that we were very, it took about three months to figure it out. And hats off, like I said, to Dr. Mrs. The Commish, because she really did the yeoman's work out there. Uh, but yeah, and you know, he's, he's, he's great so far. So we'll keep, we'll keep you up to date on, on Dog Watch. Dog Watch. Thanks, brother. God, I got to find a new fucking segue for this. Like, it always feels like it's so heavy on the parenting tips. It's just like, Oh, so dogs passing away. Anyway, let's debate breakfast cereal. Uh, <laughs> right. Ooh, breakfast cereal. I like that. Uh, yeah, we have to do that. But uh, not today. It's high noon, brother. Mm. I'm calling you out to the middle of the street. All right. Let's fucking shoot this out. Okay. Oh. Bring us the fucking jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. All right, Neapolitan Showdown started out ranking flavors of fucking ice cream, and here we are, episode 19, and we're ranking our favorite holidays. Hope everybody had a safe and fun 4th of July. That's right. Did you see that uh, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul posted that picture of his hand? Did I did. Did you see that? I Woo! did. I can't it's a gnarly see hand. It. I know. Man, God, I don't know what those little pins were sticking out. Anyway, like, <laughs> in all seriousness, like, hope. No one had a 4th of July like that. Uh, We're going to be debating our favorite holidays. Count them down three to one. Uh, We had back-to-back two Pete's followed by... Trademark two Pete's. (laughs) Two Pete's trademark. Uh, Brandana breaking the streak. Uh, Pulling some wins out of his ass. Uh, It it, it went to the tape. It was a tale of the tape, people. We had to do an instant replay on if me bringing up American Gladiators was enough to get me over the ledge. And it was allowed, mainly because I keep the score, and the score is arbitrary <laughs> as fuck. Uh, so I will, I will where I'm it. Yeah, yeah. So real quick before we get into this, are we yeah, still buddy. doing the the fifty point call shot on on? Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. So yeah, our, our new one we'll do it. Uh, we'll just do it a fifty fifty call. So in the last one, uh, you are allowed to throw a hail mary. Uh, we do. For these, we do count them down three to one, and if you can guess the other person's uh, number one, that's a plus fifty, uh, and that's a minus fifty for them. And if you miss, uh, vice versa, that's a minus fifty for you. They'll get the plus fifty. Oh. Uh, all right, so I'm coming. Oh man, now I'm scared. I'm looking at my number one. You might know my number one, but it's good. It is the perfect. Holiday. You know what? Here's the number thing. three. Here's the other. All right, thing what's too. the thing? Oh, real tell me what the thing is. Most awesome. Yeah, yeah. I set my list. I set my list, but then I also set a list of like, if you bring this up, like, well, how can I position against it? <laughs> retorts. Shit, retorts how, already. Yeah. Yeah. yeah how yeah, can yeah, I talk yeah. shit yeah. on your holiday? You made okay. a pro cons list of every fucking holiday. Oh, just like yes. if he brings up Flag Day, here's what I love about it. Here's what I hate about it. Just in case. I'm gonna skewer you on Arbor Day. Uh, I have okay. This is new to my list, actually. I will say I used to have my birthday. My birthday. I was used to be a big fan of my birthday. It's but... not a holiday. It's not a holiday. <laughs> Strike one no, already. We're gonna, we're gonna get. We're gonna get it number two. I didn't bring it up. The reason I didn't is because uh, 
I don't it, there's a weird thing as you get older uh, it becomes less exciting anyone that knew me in my 20s like obsessed with my birthday yes like what are you doing it was uh, Delaney day it was a Delaney week uh, I know I've done it, done it to you most awesome it's just yes. like, what are you doing you're like I can't clear off three fucking days because you're right. turning 26 and I was right. like do it you old motherfucker we got to get into it no but that's not on my list anymore like I just kind of get older so it's it's kind of ma- falling on the wayside you're a mature brandana now <laughs> I'm all grown up. Uh, I went New Year's Day. Here's why I like New Year's Day. New Year's Day, not New Year's Eve. New Year's Day. Okay. Not New Year's Eve because I I think um, it is cliche and like a little hacky to say, but I will say it. Like New Year's Eve always comes with a lot of just like it's got to be amazing and uh, like listener being at Stacey. Like there's always been like I have had like great New Year's Eves, but like it's – the way to do New Year's Eve is kind of a little off script, which is to get a little house party going. And, and it's fun, but like every, you can tell everyone has a little bit of vibe. It's just like, this should be bigger, right? Like we should be like lighting off a firecracker or like let's all make our New Year's resolution. There's like a little just like headache pressure that comes with it. I like New Year's Day because ain't nobody working that day. Right. Ain't nobody working the day after New Year's Day. Uh, there's a little football on television so I can gamble a little bit. I have a tradition on New Year's Day. I watched The Grey starring Liam Neeson. Uh, definitely in my top ten. Yeah, don't look at me okay. like that. No, no, no. I'm confused as the as how. What's the great? It right, has nothing great. to do with New Year's Day. Like, okay, there's not. Yeah. It's not like there's Black Eyed Peas in that movie or something. Like, yeah. I just like I started like four years ago and I just like keep watching it. Okay, you guys should give it a watch. It is not real fast. It is not uh, taken in the snow, which everyone seems to think it is. If you haven't seen, it. it's a movie about life and about like overcoming like your fear of death. Any whoosies. Uh, New Year's Day. That's my number three. What do you got? Okay, uh, so real quick, we just teased uh, uh, date night for that New Year's week with the Greg. Because that's what we're going to watch with that. Okay, that's you howling? That's perfect. Are you howling Good like a wolf that. right there? <laughs> um, so let me go before I before I get into mine. Let me get into yours sure. real quick. Yeah, so I, I do like that you you specified New Year's Day over New Year's yes. Eve. New Year's Day. Because I did. I, I I don't know if I could. Because uh, I looked at that as as one holiday. And mm-hmm. if you really think about. I know you're saying no because you make the rules, but right. yes. New Year's Eve is, of all the holidays, it's the bell curve holiday, right? Meaning as you're younger, that holiday means nothing. New Year's Eve, when you're four yep. years old, means nothing to you. Yep. As you get older, the fun rate increases till you peak about 27, 27, 28. Yep. That's the tip of that. That's the peak of that bell curve. And then after that, it just drops off. New Year's Eve is not fun. New Year's Day is only fun just for the simple fact that we have that day off and there is college football on. Yeah, that's a good call, brother. And you're exactly right. Like, it's kind of a holiday that it flashes. In, but I feel like even before, like, kind of your eyes adjust to how bright it flashes, you're just like, oh, this is kind of a bullshit holiday. Right. And for uh, drinkers like ourselves, uh, and I can speak for me, like, it's a little bit of amateur hour time. Oh, like, yeah. we go back to just, like, my favorite, like, dark bars with pool tables that aren't playing live music are now like bright with a lot of people in there with a band and right. like fuck off right here's the thing in new year's day every asshole out there has got the resolutions everyone's talking about the resolutions yeah. i don't set a resolution look man yeah, or, or, or forcing I'm... you to talk about your resolution exactly just like just Please. get on my business well, yeah I don't know you. yeah who who wants to hear my dirty laundry you don't want to hear it not look i grind every day i don't need new year's day to set me off so here's why new year's day is is not good in comparison to mine <laughs> because right, i'm giving myself go. i gotta score real fast uh New Year's Day next year will be 2019. Give myself 2019 points. 
escort. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, then, um, dust off the birth of Christ, because I'm going for Christmas right here All right, yeah, yeah. with mine is my number three. Here's the thing. It's a family affair, right? Everyone mm-hmm. loves Christmas. Um, the one downside, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to lob this to you before you take it away from me is, is that Christmas kind of moves, right? So if it falls on a Tuesday, it kind of makes for that weird, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas day thing, but it's great for sure. the kids. It's, it's a fun, good old time. Plus you've got national lampoons, Christmas vacation, great holiday movie. You've got die hard, get another great holiday movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's fun. Who doesn't love Christmas? There's tons of food. There's tons of family. There's also a little NBA basketball on there. Go for it. What if I don't have a family? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you're just you, you know then you just contemplate just you know well, yeah. putting your mouth it's on the s- barrel of a shotgun. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christmas is classic. Uh, I will give you a let's see, December one two of two five. That's one thousand two hundred twenty five points to two thousand and nineteen. Um, are we get we're exchanging gifts this year? Yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's we gonna are. be fun. We'll do that on air. We're gonna we're gonna send some. We'll send each other random gifts and we'll open it up. All right. Okay. Listeners. Mark All this right, no down, matters. people. All right. Okay. Yeah, and send your gifts to <laughs> MVP Sports Podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so here's here's where I'm going to get into a little bit of hot water, a little bit of trouble, pod partner. Okay. My number two, uh, I think you're going to have to agree with this. Fantasy football draft Sunday. Not okay, a holiday. It's, uh, it's not it's not officially a holiday on the, but I'm thinking about like in my life, if I wake up New Year's Day, my number three favorite holiday, and I got to list out the days I'm looking forward to. Fantasy football draft Sunday, I get so fucking excited. Like I can't. It's it's stronger than Christmas now. Like I can't sleep the night before we draft. Like right. you, like four days before we draft. Like are you not like amped in the league that we will not be mentioned? Right, right, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of a pun for Chris Kringle and fantasy football, and I couldn't. <laughs> sure. I couldn't think of anything out there. Um, look, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll look. What do you got? This can't. This is not a holiday. First <laughs> off, if you're looking for everyone to celebrate this although i would yeah. say fantasy sports is, is a growing sport but not everybody cares about this certainly well, not. is uh is super bowl sunday a holiday super bowl sunday should be a holiday that, be. that monday following it should be it should be a holiday um but no fantasy football holiday does not does not no no kid in their right mind is sitting there going oh it's fantasy football sa- sunday i can't wait it's it's on the eve of it you know it's it just gets me so. It gets me so fucking excited. I had to put it on the list. Like, deal with it. I'm I going well, to. Here's the thing. I'll give you bonus points for getting cutesy with it. This is like this. Truthfully, this is your. Don't worry move. about it. You this, don't score. This is you your. Don't worry about your, what you're giving me bonus points for. This is your Moo Mesa of holidays right here. <laughs> no one knows about it. No one was thinking about it. Okay, it I didn't. You know what? I texted you. I texted you last night. You didn't respond. Are the girls watching Cowboys and Moo Mesa yet? I thought I did text you back. I said it's the did first. You? No. no. You did it on Instagram, and I said it's. I put it on for him. It's the first time that they cursed at me, but I didn't punish them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I thought you yeah, said. I'm, I'm, I thought I'm you said. Saying, I'm saying I thought you said. I thought you said you were. Cowboy Mesa. Mesa. Huh? Okay. Uh, all right. I'm just gonna give myself. Uh, there's 14 teams in the league of the league that should not be mentioned. Uh, I'll give myself 14 points. Okay. Very good. So I'm gonna get. I'm actually gonna come at the people and you, Brandon, with an actual sure. real. A All real right. holiday. Don't, 
God, you and your fucking lobbying. Just say it. What do you got? It's Labor Day. Here's why. Mm. It's a consistent holiday every year. comes toward the, the tail end of summer in August. It's always yeah. that Monday. We always get that three-day weekend. It's the culmination of summer holidays. Uh, and for me personally, uh, we go out to Montauk and have a... Uh, out at the beach there at the far uh, edges of the the earth and we do a lot of drinking barbecuing a little bit of bonfires um bonus points for day drinking you do a lot of day drinking i'll I'll take that with my fantasy football draft sunday so i'll add uh the number of drinks i'll have on fantasy football will be i'll do that same 14 so that's 14 more points uh i can get behind labor day times three times three because think of all the whole three-day weekend that you're rolling out there it's not just just yeah yeah Yeah. okay so how how do you handle that labor day do you come like you come out of the gates on friday it's just like it's drinking season and i'm hunting or do you like just kind of like (laughs) oh yeah because right, it's love, the whole day drinking because you got that whole day to just get that nice beer base. Then you move into some – you get some food. You get that food base then on top of it, and you go into liquor, get a little nap in there somewhere, fall asleep on the beach. It's perfect. It's bliss. Are you a daytime napper? Can you can you get a little weekend nap in? Well, on the beach, if I pass out properly, yes. If I get enough drinks in me, I could fall asleep. But, no, typically I'm not a napper. No. Okay. Uh, but I'm saying for those that are out there that can. I've seen plenty, right, so, plenty of people nap on the beach. All right, you heard it from him. He has seen people sleep before on the beach. Uh, exciting <laughs> That's a hot stuff, take, people. I know. <laughs> exciting fucking stuff. All right, uh, that'll be 2038 to uh, 1525. Uh, not exactly a dead heat, but we'll see what will come for number one. I know you want to take a shot at me. Mm, I might as well. What do you I have got? Nothing to lose. What do you got for um, my number one? Fuck. Fuck. I'm going to go Thanksgiving. God damn it. You're so fucking good. Yep, uh, it's Thanksgiving. That's, that's, uh, you that's know why I'm Thanksgiving, pot partner? Why is that, brother? Because it's my number one holiday. That's my <laughs> brother. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Um, shit, we have this, uh, like, that evens out. Like, there's no, ooh, ooh. We're going to have to, okay, so here's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to pin this W. I know you people are listening for the win. Actually, here's what we'll do. We'll reef. Real quickly, why is it the favorite holiday? I know we're up against it. I'll say this. Uh, there's no gifts involved. It's an awesome opportunity to hang out with friends and family. Uh, you can drink during the day. No work on Friday. NFL football going on. Boom. Yeah, you hit all of that. And the only thing is it's a consistent holiday. It always falls at the same time. We're not yeah. moving on that calendar and trying to figure out, no. oh, it fell on a Wednesday. Fuck, what are we going to do? Like, like 4th of July how do we celebrate this and, and fully get our day drinking on four day weekends, brandana, green bean, casserole, football mm-hmm. wins all around. All right, well, I done, have sir. To, well done, uh, sir. Well done. Uh, that is going to be, I just take the ball out cause I won last week. Uh, that's most awesome with the block. I think if you're coming in and you are the underdog and you get the block, you get the W uh, good luck next week on your two Pete bro. When we have guests in the studio, Ooh. brother, we are, um, so that's an official victory for most awesome. We're up against it, brother. I don't think we can do the NFC South. All right, let's 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 grind out. Let's push it for uh, 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 another week. We, well, <laughs> for for Pod Twenty One, right? Because we've got guests coming in for Pod Twenty. Pod Twenty. So do yeah, Pod Twenty One. Let's let's tease it for Pod Twenty One. 
there's a podcast going on. We recommend it. Subscribe. It's uh, Little Sacramento Kings. Uh, it's only about 25 minutes of your time. We are going to have that duo in the studio joining us next week exactly. for our episode 20. You can email us anything you'd like us to ask them, uh, anything you want to ask us. If you want to talk about us ranking holidays, it may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Where can they find us, bro? They can find us at MAB underscore sports. And for Twitter, they can find us at MAB underscore sports. Check it out. Like it. Do that. Do all that that. good stuff. Like it. Subscribe. Let people know. Give us five stars. Unless you're Mr. Four Stars, you've already made your voice heard. (laughs) Uh, All right. MVP of the week. I got, uh, I'll start right now. It's a little in between on the soft tip. Uh, I'm going Lionel Messi. Okay. Uh, He, the famed Argentinian Argentinian uh, footballer, uh, probably playing his last World Cup around the time we were recording the podcast last week. Uh, legendary guys, uh, five, I'm going to get these awards wrong, but five Balloon d'Or awards, uh, five European uh, Golden Shoes. Just uh, a legendary guy, even when I wasn't following soccer, which is all the time, uh, I knew who he was, heard great things, and uh, has often, it's just like, this is a sports podcast. We love people that are great at what they fucking do, and you are definitely in that club. So uh, all the best luck to you, Messi, and thanks for all the memories you left with Argentina. What do you got, brother? I'm going to go with Hunter S. Thompson as my hmm. MVP of the week from uh, from beyond the grave. Uh, famously, Hunter S. Thompson uh, had a, a note, a, a typed note, to Jim Ursay of the Indianapolis Colts back in 1998, recommending oh, who shit. he should pick, or he thought who who he thought they should pick as the number one pick between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. And I have the actual letter if you'd like me to read <laughs> it yeah, on brother. Air. Okay, I would like you to do that. This is from Hunter S. The desk of Hunter S. Thompson to Jim Ursay, Indianapolis Colts, March 14th, 1998. Dear James. In response to your adult Ooh, request, that's getting pretty. That's getting pretty familiar. Pretty Dear familiar James. already. Dear, Dear James, like uh, in response to your adult request for a quick thirty million dollar loan to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But that Leaf boy is another matter. He looks strong, and Manning doesn't, or at least uh, not strong enough to handle that quote-unquote, welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left offensive tackle for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. Okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this debt movie comes out. Your faithful consultant, Hunter S. Thompson. Wow. Uh, I mean, I think if we're ranking all of Hunter S. Thompson's writing, that has to be on the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> right. Swing and a miss. Exactly. Uh, well, hey, you know what? He didn't say he was a prognosticator. He just, you know, had great hot takes. You know, I, I like I like anybody that can email the owner of a sports club and just call him by oh. the first name and then let him know what they're going to do. Yeah. Dear James, think about it. Dear James, think about here's it, James. what's going on. Here's China doll. Yikes. Um, well, we definitely saw the career shape out as it did with a very successful Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. <laughs> Still can't be shaken off. Is he in jail? Who's that? 
Ryan Lee? Ryan no, he's no, yeah. he's not. No, he's not in he's jail. Out. He's now actually talking to people about his about addiction and his time in jail. Here's the thing: I heard a little hot, little inside take on Ryan Leaf. You know how he used to score a lot of drugs? He used to go to he used to go to open houses when people were showing their homes to sell. He'd go to mm-hmm. open houses, walk in because there's a bunch of people walking through the house, go to the medicine cabinet, pinch some whatever he could, and then walk out the door. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, smart, well, it just smart. shows like uh, you know you get a talent a lot of things. Um, maybe take that doff. Maybe you just can't write in and call it from your armchair quarterback because maybe you ain't got all the facts. Right. Uh, Tales from the fret. I'm doing Joe's bachelor party. Uh, probably how long were we talking ago? Like eight years ago? Nine? Ten? Nine? Mm, somewhere in there, yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, but we went down to a little, I don't know, I had gambling on the brain, and maybe this is a good one since we weren't able, up against it and not got to the AFC South, uh, standing next to most awesome on the craps table. And my big move was I'd love to back up that pass line. And you were a few words short of just being like, you fucking idiot, what are you doing? And that might have been what inspired me to look at what I was actually gambling about. And then we went back, and I think we gambled a little bit. And I, I want to post this. I think we did arm wrestle, right, bro? You were wearing, like, the, uh, you were in the bathrobe? We had to dig for that picture. <laughs> I think it was just a tank top, but, yeah, I'll take a bathrobe, sure. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'm confusing, like, the Halloween with it. But, uh, yeah, you remember, remember me next to you on that poker table just putting – Stacks and stacks. well, it seems like thousand dollars now, but I'm pretty sure it was just you were like $80 you were putting. If I remember, I didn't think you were backing up the 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 line at all. We were telling you to back it up because you were putting three hundred. Oh, just on the pass on the pass line, yeah, and nothing on the on the uh, nothing backing oh, on the it up. Yeah. And everyone, yeah. not just right. me, but like the <laughs> dealer Strange, himself on the craft table was yeah. like, yeah. back it up. You should back yeah. it up. It's better odds. Yeah. And you were just like, let me no. bet how I want to bet. Yeah, yeah. The, the, great... owner, the owner of the casino walking over just like, sir, you should back this up. Like, please, like, we'll give you, you know, money like... if you just back this up. Right. <laughs> Enough with face. you. Yeah. But that was great because that was a great time. That's actually the impetus of Brandana, right? Because we were drinking. That was, that... yeah. Because we were, we were drinking at that little bar, chatting up some 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 local local talent around there. And uh, mm-hmm. then we moved to the <laughs> then we moved to the crap table and it was just it was on from there. That was a great trip. Yeah. That was a great trip. <laughs> that, that was a really, really fun time. Guys, this has been the most awesome in Brandana Sports Podcast. Coming at you, as we always do, episode 19. This is a hot one, brother. Hot, hot, hot one. episode. Coming in hot for 19. Update on the NBA landscape. We had everything. Got the inbox. Uh, thank you guys for emailing in. Again, real quick, you can reach us at MAB Sports Podcast. That's sports, plural, at gmail.com. Where can they follow us on social media, brother? At MAB Sports for or MAB underscore sports for Twitter and Instagram. Great. I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the talent, most awesome. Sign yourself off, brother. I'm going to go with a little Hunter S. Thompson quote to finish it out. A podcast should not be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in a pretty and well-preserved body, but rather to skid and broadside in a, sm- in a cloud of smoke thoroughly used up, torn, totally worn out, and loudly proca- proclaiming, wow, that podcast fucked. <laughs> That's deep, brother. All right, take us to that stupid fucking song. Good night, everybody.
glamour, runway, style, fame. She likes fashion.